Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking discussion about everyday dilemmas. I'm your host, Marna Ashburn, here with wife, mother, and attorney, Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Marna. Hi, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Mike Derrick, a retired Army officer, combat vet, and father of four. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning, Marna, and good morning, Kelly. Our goal here is to offer you insights and perspectives on sticky situations that will help you scrutinize your choices and exercise your own ethical muscles. We're calling this episode, He Said, She Said, But What Do You Say? Does this mean we're regressing to titillating gossip for material? No, we're taking it back to daily dilemmas, per the advice of some listeners who said they liked the, quote, relatable scenarios. Okay, back to the nitty-gritty for now, with dilemmas that essentially ask, how much forthrightness does friendship ask of us? Do we risk becoming the proverbial messenger if we repeat information we heard from a reliable source? Let's start with the first scenario. Do you tell a friend that his wife is planning to leave him? Three women friends are talking, and one of them informs the other two that she is planning to leave her husband. She also shares that it's going to surprise him, and she'll do it without warning, but it's coming soon. One of the women goes home and in conversations with her own husband, mentions her friend's plans. As it turns out, her husband is good friends with the aforementioned husband, who will soon be headed for divorce. So the two husbands are friends, and one of them knows that the other is in line for a big shocker. Should he tell him what's coming? Should he warn him or just stay out of it? What do friends do? And Mike, I'm going to start with you. Well, Marna, thanks for throwing me on the bus early this morning. (laughs) Under the bus, not on the bus. Under the bus. Sorry about that, Mike. And, you know, I've looked at our scenarios, Marna, and I just... Was your subscription to the National Enquirer paused for a couple of weeks? I mean, do you have a lot of back issues you've been leafing through? I, You know, I don't know. No, but, but I, I will confess I do like to traffic in gossip from time to time. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, since I don't, I'm going to give this a shot. Try not to. You know, very sticky. So, hey, the villain here is the wife. What kind of person would start talking with friends, we don't know what kind of friends these are, and tell them, I guess this was kind of a casual thing, and share with them the the fact that she's about to leave her husband. And she does this, obviously, without the husband's knowledge. So she's now dumped this huge burden on her friends, her two friends, and then the gossip wheels start turning, and the one woman goes home and talks to her husband, and oh, by the way, it turns out that that husband is friends with the other husband. And so... The woman who started this is is really of poor character. You know, what is she doing? Is she just desperately seeking attention? Uh, Maybe she likes being, you know, in charge and manipulating other people. Maybe she has borderline personality disorder. I don't know. But my sense is that that second husband who found out about this should go to his friend. He should prevent the ambush because this guy's about to get ambushed. And I always ask myself, what's the loving thing to do? Well, clearly the wife, you know, in this case, is <laughs> it's not the loving thing to do. And I think that uh, that friend has an obligation to pull his buddy aside and say, hey, man, you're about to get hit by a freight train. So I have a caveat, but I'm not going to bring out my caveat yet till I hear what both of you say. Okay, Kelly, what do you say? Oh, wow. Thanks, Dr. Mike. <laughs> Borderline. <laughs> 
personality disorder. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of weird people in my life, so you know, I'm very versed in all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. What a mess. I disagree. I I don't think that the husband should go to his friend. I do agree that the wife is the bad actor here. I'm assuming that there's no abuse or neglect or anything like that going on. And if there's not, I can't figure out why she would be telling her friends this and doing something like this to her husband without any warning, without any counseling, without any communication. It's just, it's hard to understand. I can't tell if this was told to the friends in confidence, if it was shared in confidence. I'm not sure why the wife went home and told her husband, particularly since she should know that he's friends with the other husband. The other thing that is concerning to me is the wife who went home and told her husband There's really no context. Did she and the other friend challenge their friend and try to talk to her and determine, does she really mean this? Is she kidding? You know, people say all sorts of things and maybe talk to her about handling it in an appropriate way and communicating with her husband. So we're just, we really don't know that. I think if the husband really feels that he needs to share this with the other husband, what should happen is the woman who shared it with him, his wife, should go back to her friend and say, look, you need to share this with your husband. I just want you to know that I share a lot of things with my husband. I let him know. And he, he feels that Johnny or whoever the woman's husband is should know. And, you know, you've got 24 hours to tell him. And if you don't, my husband will. And just give her an opportunity to make it right. I just don't think you or your husband should want to get in the middle of somebody else's marriage. That's just a recipe for disaster. So, Kelly, in essence, you agreed with me. That's how I'm reading it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think so. I don't think the husband should go and tell <laughs> the other guy. I mean, who knows? The woman could have just been kidding or shooting off steam. I, I don't know. And the other thing is that there's kind of an old cowboy's saying, you know, letting the cow out of the bag is a whole lot easier than putting it back in. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know that you want to do that in this right. situation. Yeah. yeah I, I have really, well, it sounds like you are both saying the same thing, except Kelly's putting another intermediate step in there, which is going back to the wife and saying, don't do it this way. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, that's why I said I think Kelly agrees with me. Yeah. I really do. So. <laughs> I'm not even sure that the woman is being serious. Yeah. Uh, I just, I wonder if she's just being a drama queen, like Dr. Mike said. Yeah. Uh, that's, so. that's, I question her motivations. I question her mental framework. This is not the kind of thing you do in decent society. So. Right. Absolutely. So we all agree that she should push for more communication. My lingering question is, Even if she told her two friends in confidence, is there an argument to be made for telling, you know, the husband who's the friend? I don't think so. I mean, if somebody shares something with you in confidence, I think it should stay in confidence, you know, with with very few exceptions, like if somebody's threatening to harm themselves or harm others or something like that. Otherwise... Or being harmed themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we don't have those words in this scenario. We don't have telling the other two women in confidence. So to me, I mean, based on the situation, if she's just sort of, you know, sharing something, again, seeking attention, perhaps, I, hard hard to understand her motivations here. But that's the case, then yeah, again, I don't, I don't think the husband needs to be caught uh, unaware. 
But I wanted to go back to my caveat, and my caveat is that, you know, you have to very carefully read this because what if the wife doesn't go through with it? You know, how can you figure that out? How can you suss that out? Because if she doesn't go through with it and she's just blowing off steam or something, you know, you could really cause some damage if husband number two goes to husband number one. Yes, and I'm reminded of Ann Lander's advice and Dear Abby's advice repeatedly which was mind your own business. It seems like the right thing to get involved, but she would always advise to mind your own business. But the thing, I keep going back to these two buddies. Say the woman, you know, he came home and his wife was gone. She had, in fact, left him. And the friend says to his friend, you, you knew this was coming and you didn't tell me? Why didn't you tell me? I keep going back to that potential conversation. Yeah, you, you got to understand the nature of their relationship. Is it close? Is it just relationship in passing? Do they know one another because their wives happen to know each other? Or is it that they have a real friendship? And we, we don't know those things. We don't know that. Yeah. These are all notional at this point. Right. Yeah. And I, I think Mike makes a great point. You know, what if she doesn't go through with it? I mean, how many things do people say that they don't follow through on? Yeah, right. I don't know that there's a strong obligation there to get in between these two in this marriage and try to yeah. address this. It's, it's a minefield for sure. I would tread very lightly for sure. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised you let me go first, Marna. <laughs> oh, a man let of Mike such go integrity. into the minefield, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, how's that bus? We'll be back in a moment <laughs> with another Ethics and Etiquette scenario. Stick with us. Welcome back. We're on to scenario two on our episode called He Said, She Said, But What Do You Say? This scenario is, I found out my friend's husband had been married twice before. Years ago, I had a good friend who was married. Since we were pretty good friends, we spent a lot of time together, and at some point I asked her if she'd ever been married before. No, she said, this the first marriage for both of us. Okay, so that's all fine. But the guy I was dating at the time, this was quite a while ago, who knew the husband well, then told me that her husband had actually been married before, not once, but twice. So my friend was actually his third wife, but she thought she was his first and only. OMG, now I'm in possession of a secret that I don't want to be in possession of. What do I do? Where's my loyalty? Do I keep it to myself or do I spill the beans? Kelly, what guidance would you offer me? I'd say don't do anything. Do nothing. Do nothing. I I just, I don't see any benefit to your friend or to you. I mean, first of all, the guy you're dating tells you something. How do you even know if it's accurate? It could be gossip. It could be hearsay. Also, isn't it possible that your friend, in saying that she was married, this was her first marriage, and her husband's first marriage was not being honest? I mean, a lot of people don't really want to say, oh, I married this person and this is his third marriage. Okay, so, <laughs> so maybe, okay, maybe, so maybe she was pulling the wool over my eyes. Yeah, maybe she's fibbing a little. But regardless, I mean, she has married him. It's not like they're engaged and you can give her some information that she might want to consider. I mean, she's married him. So unless she's in danger, unless his prior spouse is died or disappeared under suspicious circumstances <laughs> or something, she's already married to him. So what difference does it make? So leave it alone. Don't even go there. Going back to another old cowboy's advice, I had this office mate, Virginia, and he was kind of a cowboy, and he had this thing up on his bulletin board with cowboy's advice, and and another saying was, don't interfere with something that ain't bothering you none. 
you know, those cowboys, like Landers. they had they some had good it. advice, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was amazed. I used to read it every day and be like, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. Mike, what do you say? Wow, I'm going to have to disagree with Kelly, but in a very kind of subtle way in that I definitely don't think you go to the gal who thinks she's married for the first time. But, you know, there's a shelf life on this secret. I think we all know that. Things just come out. And it's already out there because you've heard about it from the guy you're dating or his friend or whatever. And so there's this thing's going to be out in the open sooner or later. And if you care about this couple or you care about, you know, the woman, I would I would mention this to the husband in question who's been married twice before and say, hey, listen, man, you know, you're not playing straight here. I don't really want to get into your past history, but... It seems like you've got a, a lovely wife and you're really putting things at risk if you don't come clean of your own accord. I mean, you could do that in writing, perhaps. You could even do it anonymously. But just tell him he thinks he's getting away with a great big scam here, if you will. And it really is that because these are very, very important things and feelings can be deeply, deeply hurt and this can destroy marriages. So this guy thinks he's getting away with something, and I just think it would benefit him to know that, hey, people know. And if people know, at some point, my new wife is going to know. Mm-hmm. That's so true. But of course, I think you've got to be prepared for little consequences and fallout if you do that with this husband. Yeah. Oh, I imagine you will. I mean, this this guy, again, he thinks he's getting something. Uh, he's getting over on his wife. Yeah. Or maybe it, he thinks it's not a big deal. I mean, maybe he's like, oh, you know, people get married, people get divorced, whatever. <laughs> Not a big deal. Yeah, but if he didn't think it was a big deal, really then he would have put that in his bio. Okay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not a big deal, tell your wife the full history. Right. But, you know, how, like, if you don't think something's a big deal, you don't really disclose it. You don't mention it. It's just not even worth mentioning. I, I mean, I don't feel that way, but I could see somebody who doesn't take marriage as seriously as others could, could take that position. Yeah. As ridiculous as it may seem. Yeah. There's something here, too, which is the fact that he's been married twice. I mean, it would be one thing if he got married as a 19-year-old and the marriage lasted six weeks and, you know, this is a decade later or whatever. That's a little different. If you're a serial offender here, I think there's more to this story. There is more. And I have to say you both are very intuitive and wise in your advice. I never did say anything to her because maybe I'm a little bit chicken. I didn't want to break her heart. But Mike, you alluded to this. Since her husband was indeed a pathological liar, and that wasn't the only thing he'd lied about, things started to unravel about other topics not long after that. And the lies were pretty egregious, just like lying about never being married. Now, I moved from the city where I lived while they were still married. But last I heard, she had divorced him. She had left him. And it was all over. So... Apparently, a lot of things came to light. Just like you said, Mike, these things have a shelf life. So that's one for her, three for him. He's probably on to the fourth. Yeah, on to the next wife. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of some old cowboy advice, which is... Uh, <laughs> Whose ox got gored? Hey, don't make fun of my uh, old I, cowboy. If I remember right, it's something like, you know, a cat can't lose its spots or a cat can't change... <laughs> 
<laughs> a leopard. A leopard, Mike. Hey, this was one of the best office mates I ever had. He was very <laughs> colorful. He had a lot of wisdom. The only negative was that he parked his pickup truck in the middle of the front yard of our office building. <laughs> oh, we've heard about him before on yeah, this podcast. Yeah. I mean, it was, other than that, he was a gem. So, sorry that I'm sharing some of No, no, I love it, Kelly. <laughs> you know, I come from, I come from a cowboy background, so, you know, I mean, you got... <laughs> We got we got cowboy comic books around the house and old pen and ink drawings. Well, I, and... I don't. That's why I thought they were interesting. Uh, <laughs> so when we get together, listeners. Kelly, I'm going to bring you uh, a book, which is a cherished thing. It's called Out Our Way, and it's uh, it's cowboy humor, and it's all done with like a a very beautiful pen and ink sketch, and then some pithy saying at the bottom. So I think you'll all like right. it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. I, well, I also I have a pithy cowboy saying, which you two might have said since I asked you to be on this podcast. It was a poster of a cowboy. And at the bottom, it said, there's some things they didn't tell me about this outfit when I signed on. Oh, <laughs> very good, Marna. Nicely played. Maybe I didn't lay it all out, but here you are. You're stuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call this the cowboy episode, okay? <laughs> the heck and with I'm, gossip. And I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have another scenario after the break. All right, on to scenario three. I scraped this one from a forum on reddit.com called Am I the A-Hole? Am I wrong for not wanting to attend my friend's wedding after I said I would be his groomsman? His fiance cheated on him last Friday during the bachelor party, and he is still going to have the wedding this Saturday with her after knowing this. But I don't support his decision to marry her, so why should I attend? I made a little note about this. Specific details aside, I think we've all been in the position where we have a friend or a family member who's getting married, and you can see from a mile away that it's a bad idea for these two people to marry. But what do you do? Let's talk about some of the options in this general dilemma. So I'll start with this one. As far as being in the wedding, either as a best man or a groomsman or a a maid of honor, matron of honor. If you're standing up there with your friend, you're a part of a ritual and you're saying, I support this ritual or this vow or this sacrament. You stood up for this public oath of commitment. That's the difficulty is if you don't agree with this union, standing up in the ceremony is inauthentic. And I would recommend backing out of the wedding. But if you bow out, you may lose a friendship, but you will maintain your integrity and be authentic. You know, if it's a family member or friend, yes, go as a guest by all means and wish them the best. But I have a difficulty with being a part of the ceremony. Now, as a friend, if I had a friend, and I have had friends who were marrying someone that I just, it was a train wreck. I'm always looking for an opportunity to broach the topic of misgivings. I don't bring it up. But if it comes up, I get her to talk about it. I'll say, look, I'm confused. You don't seem to be comfortable with some of this behavior, but you're going to go ahead and marry him. Explain that to me. I try not to preach or teach or nag. I just draw him or her out and give them a chance to talk about it. And maybe in talking about it, they'll get a new perspective. That's my hope anyway. Kelly, what do you say? I really disagree. I don't think it's all about you know, me or what I think or my opinion. In this scenario, I've given my word. 
if I'm the groomsman or the bridesmaid. And I should support and love my friend no matter what. I think as a friend or a family member, you know, your role is to provide unconditional love and support. I would speak my mind and I would let them know my concerns and encourage them not to go through with it because I think this happens before you're married. I think you can be pretty confident it's going to happen again when you're married, especially the timing and everything is is concerned you know, very concerning. After that, if they still want you to serve as a groomsman or a bridesmaid, you do so and continue to love and support them. And when the marriage doesn't work out, and it won't, you don't have to say, I told you so, you can continue to support your friend. But I think this is about the other person, you know, not about about me and, and um, my integrity and etc. Okay, you say, yes, stay in the wedding, but speak your mind first. Yes. I mean, I think you've got to have a talk with that person and and let them know before they get married your grave concerns. And if they, you know, if you have a discussion and they still want you to serve and they want to go through with it, then you stand by them because that's what friends do. Mike? Well, Kelly, I just want you to know I disagreed with you on the last two scenarios, but I'm with you on this one. I think you stay in the wedding. I fully agree with discussing this with the husband-to-be, but only if he wants to. I mean, maybe you sound him out and say, hey, you know, how you doing? What do you want to, anything you want to talk about? Because I think we all know that time right before marriage. I mean, it's it's a time of, usually for most people, of great uncertainty. Like, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to enter into this commitment? So you're there for your friend. And to step away at that moment, um, in my mind, just doesn't make sense. I'd also say that these circumstances, so something happened at a bachelorette party. That's not the first time in human history that's happened. No, for sure. That's not the first time. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, there's this sort of cultural, you know, I think people look the other way culturally. I mean, they bachelor and bachelorette parties are off the hook. They can be really, really crazy. I don't like going to them because crazy stuff happens that sometimes I don't really want to be a part of. All those things taken into consideration, I think you stand by the guy. Share your concerns if it comes up, but your purpose, you know, he's made his decision. He knows. Now, it would be a different scenario if he didn't know. Obviously, this guy's wrestled with the the idea and the, the question already, and he's made his decision. So that's where I'm at. So both of you say stay and support your friend. I have been really surprised by some marriages. You know, you think you know what's going on. You think you have a sense of, is this good, bad? It's often best to just keep your mouth shut because, you know, these two people involved have made their decisions. And sometimes you just can't anticipate where, where that relationship's headed yeah, on the good I side totally and the bad. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. have no idea what's going on in other people's lives. Marriage is a great mystery, including to the two people in the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cowboy wisdom. That's a great end note, by the way. Yeah. That's going to be it for us this week. What about you? Have you ever been stuck between a rock and a hard place and you don't know what to do? Tell us about it with a comment or a voicemail. You can do both at our website. And if you want to support what we're doing, please recommend our podcast to your friends and family members. For Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman and Mike Derrick, I'm Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. Thanks for being with us this week. We loved having you. And join us again next week for an all-new episode. See you then.